Baby Yoda. What? It's in my head. Why? I miss Baby Yoda. I miss watching The Mandalorian. That was like a nice constant thing in my life, and now everything is insane. There's no constant. There's no Baby Yoda constancy. <laughs> Dear Baby Yoda, I miss you so much. Anyway, hi. Hi. Welcome to Why Do We Own This DVD? Oh, we have a formal we, intro today. There's always a formal intro. Sometime. I thought you had something in your teeth just now, but it's just your mustache dangling down like a hillbilly. I told uh, my husband, who for some reason has grown out a beard and mustache and has longish hair now, he looks like Pa from Little House in the Prairie. <laughs> he looks like Charles Ingalls. Michael Landon? Michael Landon. Good looking dude. But, was he? But it fit him. The beard and the longish hair fit him. And unfortunately, I've gotten so used to you with the Michael Landon paw hair. That he had I, a broader face. He did have a broader face and a more jovial smile. <laughs> he had a more heart-shaped face. But we're not here to talk about Michael Landon or paw or any kind of pioneer. Uh, what is this podcast? You already said it. We had our formal Yeah, I know. What do we do on this podcast? Just in case someone is tuning in for the first time and they're like, hey, I wonder what this podcast is all about. And we're here talking about things that have nothing to do with things. We don't, we don't do... We don't do things. Much of anything. We do talk about a different movie each week. A movie that we own. That we pick, that we pick randomly. The levels are kind of bent. Why is there a peak in... I don't know. You keep fiddling with the digits. Yeah, we'll leave. I'll fix it in post. I'll fix it in post. That's the name of this uh, podcast. I'll fix it in post. Um, we talk about a different movie each week uh, that we pick randomly. That Google picks randomly sometimes. Yeah. She's been on a kick lately. And last week we talked about 1950s Cinderella. And we talked a lot about the movie Ever After. Not knowing that that would be the next movie we have to talk about. Well, what, what's the other Cinderella movie we have? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. Well, we talked about Ella Enchanted, which oh, is yeah. kind of... We talked about the 2015 Cinderella, which I used to own. The Kenneth Branagh one. Yes, that you okay. got confused about. Yeah. And I lent it out. Because you called it Cinderella and... I lent and it out to someone and I have not received it back. And that was three years ago. There's like a lot of mic noise. Technically, we own it. We could watch it. On Disney Plus. I gotta think about it. Uh, But tonight we're talking about 1998 romantic comedy? Not a comedy. Romantic drama? Is it? It's a... a, There's nothing fantastical about this. It's grounded in reality. Oh, it is grounded in reality. Anyway, we're talking about Ever After. I I remember... A lovely movie. When I yeah, when, where were you? Nineteen ninety eight. Movie was new. Came out in the summer, July thirty first, nineteen ninety eight. I don't think I saw it in the theater, but I because this is your movie. You, but I this. think I wanted to. I'm sure you wanted to see it in the theater, but you were too embarrassed. I don't know. I think I had no one to go to go with. No one to go to. I'm. Uh, you don't want to go with your ma? No. Pa? No. <clears throat> But I remember loving this movie, you know, mm-hmm. the, and I remember... Did you go buy it because you wanted to see it? Yes, okay. for sure. And I and I remember I enjoyed it, and it was, and it's a good movie. And last, when, when did we watch it? Last night? I don't know. <laughs> Two nights ago? Two nights ago? I remember sitting down, you know, mildly excited for it, just because I knew it was going to be good. But I remember thinking, am I gonna like Drew Barrymore's accent because I don't remember it bothering me the first time I watched it but I know that she has an accent Mm -hmm. and I thought I wonder if it's worse than I remember and it is yeah her her everyone's accents are terrible because none of them are French okay well 
that aside. But but Drew Drew Barrymore sounds tries, like she sounds like Drew Barrymore. Doing an ha- accent. Yeah. Because she has a voice that everyone knows. And kind of. But it's also it was um magnified by watching her mouth. Yeah, I, I did. She the looked same like thing. she was constantly chewing a slab of beef whenever she would try to put too many words out. Oh. But I mean, and I love I absolutely love Drew Barrymore. You do. You're a fan. I'm not saying I'm not a fan, but I do have two PTSD issues with her. But sometimes watching her speak in this movie was cringy. Welcome to how I feel when I watch Babes in Toyland. Do I have to talk about that experience again? <laughs> Where she... And then create... What, what was that? Was it? Did I call it crazy love? I don't remember. The one with Chris O'Donnell that we talked about last mm-hmm, week where she mm-hmm. played someone who has got mental Mad issues. Love. Mad love. Crazy. But yeah, I like everyone in this movie. Mm-hmm. The stepsisters mm-hmm. are fantastic. I I mean... Do we tell people what this movie's about? It's about Cinderella. Yeah. It's a Cinderella it's story. It's about correcting the Cinderella fairy tale from the Grimm brothers because yes. the queen summons them, the Grimm brothers, the brothers The, the Grimm. Grimm brothers are the ones that fix it. The original one is the French guy. Uh, de, well, well, no, because Charles she said, Perrault. Yeah, and she, well, she says, but I don't like the way you handled the story of the Cinder Girl. Oh, yeah, they did write the Cinder because Girl. Because they, ver- they each had different versions of it or whatever. Or I think uh-huh. the two of them together had a different version from the French guy. Yeah. And they both had aspects of the truth, but it was a little bit off. And so she sets the story straight. I thought of the birds eating, pecking out their eyes. French guy. Was that the French guy? I have a brother. was it I them? I have a grim book. Oh, I think it was the brothers. Grim. The shelf. French guy may mention the... Oh, shit. Because one of the Grimm brothers is like, oh, talking about the slippers, how one... In one tale, they're made of fur. The mm-hmm. other one is made of glass. Yeah. And there's like, and there's no way to know which is the truth. Because she, the translation might have been wrong. And she brings a box. And one of the other brothers points to a portrait and goes, who is that? that mm-hmm. She's stunning. Yeah. And she goes, that's Daniel, whatever the hell her name the was. Barley, uh, the Barbarack. Yeah. And this was her glass slipper. Yeah. And so then she tells a story of Danielle de Barbarac, mm-hmm. who was the Cinder Girl, who was Cinderella. Yeah. Because I think they then go and write the correct story, right? Or, I mean... We never really know what they because, end up doing with it. Well, because she sets just, them straight. We just see the movie and we assume yeah. that's... And well, so then she, she has narrated the whole movie, so that's like her so telling Kind of like Titanic. I think we understand that they take now the facts and use that to base the fairy tale, their fairy tale on. You know, they can make it fantastical, but they still, mm-hmm. now they have the correct elements. Though. Sure, yeah. Um, and this story is kind of rooted with in as like a historical it's it's presented as, yeah it's presented as a historical it's set in fact. the it's set in the and it has like real people that existed in the world oh yeah i mean it's set in the 16th and 19th centuries i don't know what well, well the beginning is 19th century yes because the Grimm brothers <laughs> and features the presence of francis the first king henry who's later henry the second of france Leonardo da Vinci, the Brothers Grimm, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, French Revolution. So it is definitely, uh, I mean, there's no fairy godmother. There's no, mm-hmm. you know, magical, there's no magic, no magical pumpkin <clears throat> shit. Um, so it's very, it still kind of feels fantastical, though. Maybe it's just because of how we view this well, whole story. It's, it's still presented as a real life fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I mean, it. 
Back is to it her, a, back is to her it accent. A, <laughs> is it a is it a twist on the Cinderella story? It's sort it's of almost kind of a twist. It's almost like a twist, but a prequel. <laughs> but it still ends the same. It still yeah. has that same. You know, I guess the twist being that he finds out that she's been pretending to be someone mm-hmm. else. And gets mad. He's a dick about it. And then realizes that he was wrong and comes back and then they get married. Like that part isn't in any of the other kind of and he, generic. And he doesn't use a slipper as a means of identifying this mystery girl. No. You know. She's outed at the ball. Yeah. Um, he knows exactly who she is, but... Mm-hmm. So I guess that would be the twist is that there's no mystery around her anymore. He's always liked the same girl. It's just she told him that she was a, a countess. Mm-hmm. But she's, you know, we all know that she's just a... Was her mother a, a countess? Yes. That she takes her mom's because, name. Yeah. Because his her father was a baron, mm-hmm. which is just landowner, right? Wouldn't that make her a baroness or no? I don't know. Yeah, she when he well, when they first meet, she takes her I don't mom's think it, name. It wouldn't necessarily because if it is inherited, it would go to his wife. Okay, who is um, Angelica Houston? Yes, and then she does with it whatever she wants. So she could pass the title, the landowner title, down to her kids, and or some, okay. uh, Danielle if she wanted to. She wouldn't. Right. Yeah. So yeah, once her dad dies, then she's nothing again. Yeah. So the other elements that are similar, I mean, we got Wicked stepmother. We got the two stepsisters, Marguerite and Jacqueline. In this one, Marguerite is pure evil, and Jacqueline is the more sympathetic one. Um, who? Well, she's the. I mean, she's she's, she's not treated well either because she's not as beautiful as as Marguerite. She's, I don't want to say she's fat. She's not as refined. She's not as refined. She likes to eat. I mean, and she hasn't been groomed the way Marguerite has because yeah. she's, you know, the second sibling. Lady Tremaine, whatever the hell we're going to call her. What is <laughs> Angelica Houston? What's her name? Baroness Rodmilia de, de Ghent. Ghent. Yeah. Which so, we never really hear her name. We just see her We step- see it on like the invitation stepmother. and stuff. Sure. Yeah. But I don't know where I was going to say I mean, Jacqueline and Marguerite. So, the stepmother has picked her favorite daughter, and, mm-hmm. it, and it's Marguerite. Yeah, because she's blonde. She's blonde. She's pretty. In, she's instantly pretty. Yeah. And I mean, and when I, I remember when I first watched this movie, of course I absolutely crushed on Megan Dodd. Dodds. Who's Marguerite. Dodds? Who's Marguerite? Is it plural? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You liked Marguerite? I did. Really? Because I feel like you would totally... I know. I mean, Melanie Linsky. I absolutely love Melanie Linsky. Yes. But I... But you crushed on Megan Dodds? I, I, I say she that. She was super pretty. I thought she was super pretty. I just think she steals this movie. She's great. Megan Dodds? Yeah. Oh, God. She's, she's the best. She's great. I mean, she's pure evil. <laughs> she's the best. But you, any scene she's in, you're watching her. I mean, even the first scene she's in with at the, the breakfast table, and she's like, I asked for one uh, four-minute egg, not, not four, four one-minute eggs, and when God's name is our bread! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the moment you she's, start, you're just like, oh, shit, this girl. She's such a an, a tightly wound brat. Oh, she's so tightly wound. It's, um, it's, it's fantastic. And then watching her uncork. Yeah. Like she's with, slowly unspooling the whole movie with the bee with, with all the bee. Her, her little outbursts. I mean, you kind of oh, I love feel it. bad for her because her mom is a total bitch and her mom expects her to marry, but she, you know, she's just as to blame, even though her life is totally falling well, apart. And it's because, be, well, and then Jacqueline's just like, "What? Are, I'm only here for the food." It's because she doesn't know any better. That's how she was raised. From she's been groomed that way her whole life. Yeah, she's. A child of privilege, and she knows nothing else. Yeah. So, Whereas I mean, Jacqueline has... She's been witness to the privilege. Yeah. She hasn't gotten any of it. And she's gotten some of the collateral privilege, you know, just... But... But she's such a... She's, she's so different she's from her sister. She's not treated nearly as well. No. And she's so different that she... She's that, you know, she's like, oh... She's the type of person she'd rather talk to animals at a party, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or like the line in her, you know, I'm only here for the food. 
because her mom's always like oh you're always eating yeah it's like well obviously she's not getting any of the attention so might as well turn to other things whatever but she's more sympathetic towards danielle and her issues mm-hmm. she sees how badly danielle is treated and she never understands why though too yeah you know because she's like she's our sister too yeah but but she knows i mean yeah. you know she and i i when going back when young danielle mm-hmm. first meets her new stepsisters mm-hmm. i like the scene where i guess it's the that later that night when he's tucking her into bed yeah and she's like, did you see the way they ate? It was like a ballet or whatever. Because mm-hmm. she's never seen someone, so, people so prim and proper. Yeah. She's never she's seen up, She's never know. seen good manners. Yeah, because really. she's, you know, a tomboy. She's out playing she's with been, the boys. She's been and, raised by her her dad who yeah. is out of his element. I like, but you know, I mean, it sets the tone. Um, the moment her dad dies. Yeah. And the last thing he does... Because Angelica Houston's like, no, you know, don't leave don't me. Don't leave me. She's like, don't leave me here. Don't leave me here. In this dump. And then yeah. last thing he does, he looks at Danielle and says, I love you, yeah. and touches her cheek, and then he dies. And you see Angelica Houston looking at mm-hmm. Danielle, and you see the hatred forming in her eyes, and that sets the tone for the rest of the movie. I think they did such a great job with that, with that scene. You don't need any words to figure out why she hates her so much. You see that... She was always going to be second place mm-hmm. to Danielle, and she was not going to have that. I do like, there is that one moment where we see that Angelica Houston at least loved, is it Gustav? No, that's her oh, friend. Auguste. Gustav is Stanley Shunpik. Auguste is the dad, right? Yes. Yeah, the Barbara. Yeah. So we there's that moment where we see that she truly loved him, though, because mm-hmm. she's talking to Danielle about, yes, you remind me one. so much of your father. Mm-hmm. And then she realizes what she's saying. She says, because, you know, you have manly features. Yeah. Or masculine features. But she gets... But she gets very misty-eyed. She gets misty-eyed. She, that's like the five seconds of emotion. And then she's like, leave her. me. You yeah. Know, I'm tired now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that glimmer of maybe she could have, you know... Adored or loved Danielle. It's like... A, and then it goes away. It's like Petunia. Petunia. Deathly Hollows. Where she... They're oh, leaving... In the books. And the deleted scene. But in the books, yeah. Because we don't yeah, see it in the movie. I know, and it kills me. Uh, where they have to leave because mm-hmm. Harry's... <clears throat> watches over. <laughs> and and, and Dudley is like, why are we leaving? Yeah, and yeah. Um, they're leaving and... Petunia, she look kind of stops and kind of looks back at him, and you you think that for for the moment she's gonna say something. She doesn't. Yeah. But we do get the scene in the movie where she's in the car and she, she looks, looks ba- perplexed. She she too, looks concerned. Yeah. yeah. But it's, I mean, it's kind of like that. You have mm. that glimmer of she could she could have cared for this person. Said one thing and, and made, made everything. everything yeah. yeah. So. Fucking ladies. Fucking <laughs> pe- fucking but, fake moms. Angelica Houston. She's great, and she God always is. Damn it, she's I mean, so good. This, I mean, all this movie made me want to do was go out and buy The Witches, which is my favorite Angelica Houston performance. <laughs> which is fucking scary as hell, but it's so good. But she's she's always was that good. Bette Midler. No, just Angelica Houston. Um. Oh, Bette Midler was Witches of Eastwick, wasn't it? With no, Cher. With Bette Midler was. Miller was in Hocus oh, Pocus. Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Which is a beast with like Susan Sarandon and Angelica Houston and one other person. Um, Angelica Houston is great. Uh, we talked about Drew Barrymore. Was Bernadette Peters in one of those? No. Oh. God. God. Um, yeah, Drew Barrymore in her accent. You only hear Drew Barrymore. But she is lovely in this movie. She's, and that's... See, she's still fun to watch. Because when this... I did not like her when this movie came out. I didn't want to see this movie because I didn't like her. Why didn't you like her, though? I told you. Mad Love. <laughs> Babes in Toyland. Okay, I just... I had a rough spot, just like Drew Barrymore had a rough spot in her life. Um, this was obviously on her, you know, coming out better time of her life. I didn't want to see it, but um, 
I remember my one of my friends in college, Lisa, bought a VHS at Shopco. It was nine ninety nine. Shopco with a K. Shopco with a K. God, yeah, it's like Target. Walmart. I've seen. Eh, I don't know. The sun. But I remember we used to go there because that was right across the street from campus, and we'd go there for our essentials because we could walk. And she's the the VHS. It was nine ninety nine, and she's like, "Oh, I love this movie. I'm gonna buy it." And I'm like, "Oh God, now we gotta watch it." <laughs> and we watched it, and I remember going, "That was lovely. Why didn't I see those earlier?" Um, do Gray Scott, who is second best in this movie? He's so infuriating. Oh, but he's so handsome. Is he? Oh, he's so handsome. I th- that's the only word I can think. Dreamy slash handsome. Like I wouldn't say, "Oh, he's hot. He's good looking." I wouldn't say those. I would say he's. Very handsome. I mean, that hair, that kind of flowing. And I wish he could use his real accent in this movie because he's very Scottish. I think he uses it in Mission Impossible 2. We'll see when we get to it. I don't Mission want to... Impossible 2. Yeah, he's the bad guy. No, I know. I'm trying to. His hair's shorter. I'm trying to movie. hear him. And... I think he has his Scottish accent. He's Scottish, right? Gotta be. Yeah, he's Scottish. I think I've seen him in a kilt. He, he reminds me of young Aiden Quinn. Okay. Like practical magic Aiden Quinn. He's very good looking too. Yeah. Well, sure. He's good looking. He's not handsome like Dugray Scott. Probably because he's playing a prince. You think Dugray Scott's better looking than Aiden Quinn? Of course I do. Oh, okay. Okay. Aiden Quinn was in Legends of the Fall. Do you play the oldest brother? Oh, I don't Maybe. And then Brad Pitt and then Henry Aiden, Thomas. I know Aiden Quinn from Practical Magic. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I remember. <laughs> he, he wasn't a good guy, though. Was he kind of bad? Yeah, he was the cop. Oh, he was, he was, was the, the bad guy. Who's the bad guy that Nicole Kidman was with? We have that. Oh, guy. like her when she's all strung out and stuff. and Yeah. The guy they kill. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You're looking because you're... Huh? Goran? That, yes. That Croatian guy or whatever? Yeah. Vishnonik. Yep. I knew it was someone. And what, what From was ER. He? ER. Okay. I knew it was someone that I... Okay. Anyway. Watch. We're going to get... He's you, a good looking guy we're too. We're going to get either Mission Impossible 2 or Practical Magic. Because yeah, Google has been listening to us. She has. But she, has, um, she doesn't know the numbers. So Dugrace Scott plays uh, Prince Henry. He's a little more fleshed out than our usual Cinderella princesses. He has a kind of fraught relationship with his parents because they just said, you need to get married like ASAP and he's like fine because they're working on a because you know it's politics arranged marriage and yeah. they're trying to get a some kind of alignment with Spain Spain so yeah, he's kind of kind of betrothed if he can't find anyone by a certain time he's been like a he's deadline. been pledged to oh god it's like the bachelor Spanish princess or whatever the hell well that's what Cinderella was because remember he, yeah all them all the bitches show up and he's all yawning. <laughs> um, but he meets Danielle, who's pretending to be someone else because she, she can't know that she is who she but, is. But, I mean, the thing, too, is that she never... Well, because the first time out, they... She never sets out to deceive him. No, the first time they meet, she's throwing... She threw apples at because him Because someone's something. stealing her horses and then it, she realizes, oh, oh it's the shit. Prince. And she bows. He's very handsome in that scene. I'm sorry. You know what? He's good looking in that scene. He's very handsome. And I'm sorry, but his cod piece, <laughs> and the, all eyes go right to it. And there's certain scenes where it's just like, there it is. It I looks, know. That's how they, that's what they well, wear. Yeah, it looks like a football helmet on his. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Have you seen Henry VIII's cod piece? I hate. You know what? You know what I was thinking today? Huh. This afternoon, huh. how much I hate Henry VIII. He how was did you not read, a, How did you read my mind? He was not a good dude. I almost tweeted you, how much I hate him anyway. But have you seen his codpiece? I mean, it looks like a butternut squash. Just You know, it's way bigger than his actual dick, I'm sure. Well, they all were, but I mean, that was the point. It was, you know... It's a, so gross. I hate all Henrys. <laughs> Especially eight ones. <laughs> um, this Henry is... Very uh, pompous, kind of very privileged. He's kind of an asshole at first, um, and Jane, Danielle calls him out on it. You know, she's like, "No, you look at your upbringing. This is 
you're an asshole. She doesn't say that. But, you know. And he realizes, wow, you know, after they hang out a few more times, he's like, you've made me see the light. <laughs> oh, Henry VIII's cod piece. It's sticking right out. Yeah, it's it a 90 degree isn't angle. Get that shot. I, mean, I hate him. Like it the looks, fire like, of a thousand. Like it looks like there's a, a small person hanging off of his waist. I hate Henry VIII so much. It's anyway. ridiculous. Like it would echo in there. <laughs> um. Yeah, he kind of slowly starts changing his attitude about the world and all the his privilege and well, because he's going to do good. She quotes Utopia. Yeah, and they both read it. He, and, thaw, he and found it. Like, boring and some he i know he says dull er, uh forgot the other word something and dull uh but misguided was it or i don't remember. i <laughs> don't look for it um but yeah he starts to change his ways and he they fall in love and then he, he's like come to the ball i'm gonna announce so she gets all dressed up and she has wings very uh Claire Danes like wings. That was a thing back then, I think. Because you remember Victoria's Secret had an ad yeah, campaign? The, the, the angel, wings? The, the angel, they held wings. Victoria Claire Secret Danes had wings in Roman Juliet in 96. And in that... Um, this one had wings. In that... Uh, was that a 90s thing? What music video was that where she's flying around with the wings? I don't know. That's freaky. Not Sonic Youth. The other guys. Ugh, Blind Melon. Soul Asylum. Oh, well, Blind Melon had the dancing bee. <laughs> I hate the song. Um, yeah, she shows up, but then, of course, stepmother and stepsisters are there, and they out her right away. And they are horrible in that scene. It's not even so much Marguerite. It's all stepmother. Mostly. But Marguerite's joining in. Yeah, but I mean... It, but it's all Angelica Hughes. Yeah. And she's awful. It's a awesome scene. I mean, your your heart kind of breaks a little bit. Well, yeah. And then also you're like, wow, Henry's a dick. Yeah. He is a cod piece. <laughs> Sticking right out of there. <laughs> you last night, I'm like, or whenever we watched this, I was like, Jesus, he's mean. But because he's so mad. He's so mad. He's you lied to me. Get out of here. You're a servant. Nothing more than a servant. Get out of here. Gross. Leave. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. I thought you loved this chick. I'll make it out with her. So she runs off, obviously, crying. Wing is ripped. Gets all wet. Tribbles. <laughs> this is where the fairy godmother would uh, show up and say everything's okay, but no. Not in this one. <laughs> when we see... And she loses her slipper, oh, which is... Yeah. It's that sort of... You can't have... A Cinderella story without some kind of foot thing. That That is the trademark for Cinderella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is losing a shoe. Yeah. Everything. And not, a makeover. Nothing. Well, I mean, the makeovers happen in every movie. Yeah. No. But They'll you can't have it. a Cinderella movie without someone losing a fucking shoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe in 20... 20s will get a man losing a Does shoe. Does Hillary Duff lose her shoe? I don't fucking her her Converse. I don't know. Was it a Did Converse or a Con- Doc Martin? It's on. Um, I don't know. You thought it was Doc Martin, and then you thought it was it's a on Converse. Netflix. I was gonna watch it. And then you thought it was like a Chuck Taylor or something. I don't know. Then I said no. That's a Christmas Prince. Oh, yeah. she's wearing her Vans or whatever. Is Chuck it? Taylors. Oh, they are Chuck Taylors. <laughs> I hate those <sighs> movies. They're so good. Um. Yeah, but then. Uh, uh, turns out Danielle is really good friends with Leonardo da Vinci <laughs> and he kind of sets things straight he kind of saves the day with um Henry tells Henry like dude when I, right? I, when I do like you know I forget I mean, what Henry sees the errors of his ways well, where he was a dick and he gets some advice why, right? like, I don't remember Da Vinci's last words to him are, well, then you don't deserve her. Yeah, because he doesn't after that. And he sets the one... Mm. So he... So my one... Quibble. The one rub. It's got to be a rub with the Because Da Vinci movie. has the slipper that he's picked up because he sees Danielle crying, running off, all jacked up. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. 
Well, I mean, he, she's does all, he grab the slipper? And he picks it. He okay. obviously he got the slipper because he has it with him when he's talking to Henry. And he sets it on the brick wall. Yeah. And it goes clunk. Mm-hmm. Sounds like plastic. The rain hits it. And then there's tink, tink, tink. You know, like it should have tinked on the bricks. Oh, for fuck's sake. It That's sound, your rub. It sounded like it was made out of wood when he said to Maybe it was. Maybe it has a different sound. <laughs> Anywho. And that's when Henry realizes, oh, I done fucked up. I was an asshole. And then he goes to rescue her, but she doesn't need rescuing because she don't need no man. No, because she was fucking sold. Her so, stepmother sold? Sold? <laughs> What's the word? Sold? sold? Wow. I for a second thought I was using the wrong word. And I was like, it's got to be Sold. <laughs> She sold it. She transacted. <laughs> she screamed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Old and said joke. She sold Danielle to a gross dude. Le Pew. Yeah. Is it Pierre? Sure. I Probably. Almost, I almost said Pepe. Is it Pepe the, the skunk? Yeah. He's basically a skunk. Pierre Le Pew. Yeah. Who's such a good Is he? side villain. But he has like two lines. But I mean, he's... Well, because he's—he already looks because he's just and swarmy and gross. He's like oh. he just—he oozes greasy. He's like little finger. His his voice, everything about him is no. He's not per- like little finger. Little finger was a little more refined. He was more subtle, and he was refined. This guy is just a, a grease stain. It's <laughs> you so just good. Can't get out. Like you know, he's bad. Yeah, that's who she's talking a mile away, and. She and stepmother's been selling all of their shit mm. to him because she's broke and she's acting like someone's stealing it. A, so she's taking the wages out yeah. of the poor old ladies that work for her. Who I love. They're great too. And Duncan from Robin Hood. <laughs> and Duncan from Robin Hood. Which we don't know his name in this movie. And it took us a while to figure out his name in Maurice. Robin Hood. Maurice! Is that his name? Because you know he's in Secret Garden as well. Google's going to pick that movie too. We'll but, find out. We own three movies that star Duncan from yeah, <laughs> Stepmother's been selling all of their property to the, the candlesticks pew, and the tapestries. The mirror. And the, and, yeah. And then he... Uh, he ex- makes a deal. I'll give it all back. You give me Danielle. Because he's been Gross. wanting her since... That's nasty. Yeah. So there she goes. And fortunately, Jacqueline runs into Henry and she tells him where she's been sold to. Mm-hmm. Jacqueline and her new boyfriend. Like the... The sheriff, basically. The captain of the guard. Yeah, I thought he was like the coachman. No. He's the guy who's always running, riding around with Henry. Yeah, the coachman. Wow. <laughs> Turns into a horse. That's kind of a play on like the... You know, like, um, yeah, so she goes and finds her and she's, she's like... She's freed herself, basically. She's... But... Because, you know, she has him at knife point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that scene. So, I mean, but, I mean, technically... She's still kind of bold. She's still owned t- by him. Mm-hmm. All she's done is run away, and he's had every right to go back and get her. Yeah. I think. You don't own me. Oh, God. But, but yeah. And then that's kind of it. I she's mean, like, what are you doing here? He's like, mm, I'm here to rescue you. <laughs> and, but then when he says calls her danielle which he's never done because yeah. he's always called her nicole de la, 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 la. she's like say that again he's like i'm sorry she's like no the part where you said my name danielle and then she's all spinning again and he yeah. did, she had the shoe and i i puts the shoe on her i mean stocking foot and happily ever after but you yeah. don't like the ending? It it has to end that way. It, How it, else is it going to end? No, it does, but, you know. Yeah. He was a dick. Yeah. She could have strung him out a little yeah. bit longer. But, you know, her life is shit. What else is she going to do? But, I mean. And look, he's so handsome. What? Okay. <laughs> I don't see it, but. <laughs> I don't expect you to. You do see handsome other men, though. Well, yeah. And handsome men. Like. Thor, he's very handsome as well. He's. Are you more Chris Hemsworth or more Mark Ruffalo? I'm always. 
you would think I'd be more Mark Ruffalo because I'm attracted to intelligence. But then I see Hemsworth, I'm like, fuck. Well, I mean, you hear yes. Hemsworth, and you're like, that's a good voice. It's a good voice. And then he's got that buzz cut in Ragnarok, and you're like, God damn it. Yes. Yeah. Sure. I took a personality test today. Hmm? What Marvel character are you? No, just oh. what... Oh. Um, <laughs> like an actual personality? Care- they, had a, they give you a list of, like, 500 people in popular fiction. Uh-huh. And my number one match was Bruce Banner. Oh, there you go. Bruce Banner, not the Hulk. I didn't say the Hulk. I never said the Hulk. I said Mark Ruffalo. In my top five or top like 10, (laughs) there was at least three people from the Big Bang Theory. I'm like, "Mm -hmm. huh? What? Anyway, Mark Ruffalo, Bruce Banner. But handsome... You you see you know it when you see it you I mean even dudes yeah 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 see but you don't and I don't see it in 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 do gray hmm I don't know you know who I think is who is handsome quite handsome in this movie is there's no one else in this movie my favorite guy there's no other guy in this movie the king no Timothy West Stan Shung Pike the leader of the gypsies. Come back! I'll give you. I'll a horse. give you a horse. Because you kept saying, "Is he in The Witcher?" He looks Is he like in The Witcher. He looks like Melsack. Mel Melsack. Melsack. It's an unfortunate name. <laughs> I know. He looked like him, I'm but only the same like age. Five it couldn't have been in. him because I yeah. think I'm like four or five episodes into The Witcher. It's taking. I'm, I haven't been in a except for when I binged Cobra Kai last weekend. But oh, I still have to finish season two. I only have like I think three episodes left. But yeah, the the. The gypsy guy. The gypsies are my favorite. Are they? Because they're good. I love when they're. Uh, oh, when he sees her at the party, he's like, "Look, I invited the gypsies," <laughs> because she, you know, said, "You know, they're people too, basically." Yeah. And the the scene um, where he's actually getting married to the Spanish girl. And oh. Her crying is so obnoxious. I wanted her to be Penelope Cruz before she was Penelope Cruz. God. I'm like, that'd be perfect. You know, I'm like, oh. She's Spanish. But whoever that girl was, was she was great. I don't know who it was. I I don't know. I don't. And then, of course, like, I don't want to say she was a nobody, but she didn't even have a name. No, it's just the princess of Spain. Yeah. Who's actually in love with like a balding like fat guy who's like crying in the corner. It's so cute. She was so good. Um So Drew Barrymore has stated this is her her favorite of all her movies. I I I don't know when she said that. I don't know what she's done after she said that. Charlie's Angels. I mean I would I can't believe she likes this one better than Babes in Toyland. E.T.? I'm sure she doesn't remember making E.T. She remembers Steven Spielberg making her cry. True. She probably remembers she wasn't that little. But she says she likes this one the best. Uh, So you don't find Prince Henry handsome like I do. Do you find Jude Law and Johnny Lee Miller handsome? Because they were both up for the role. No. Who's Johnny Lee Miller? I know that name. Who's in Hackers? He used to... Be, he used to be like married oh, to Angelina he was, Jolie. He used to be with Angelina Jolie a long time ago. Like, I see in my head, I see really bleached blonde hair, like almost white, kind of skinny, kind of like a uh, Jonathan Reese Myers type body. Okay. I don't know. Like, kind of sunken. <laughs> like, look like you're on drugs. I don't know. I think he was in Hackers, though. He was up for the role. Jude Law, this would have been a year before Talented Miss Ripley. Uh, after Gattaca, I can't see him as Henry at all. Because you have to have that long, kind of flowing hair. <laughs> and Jude Law will never have that. <laughs> Ever. Because he's bald now. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Might still have some there. It's Dumbledore. I guess you can always. Because you always. So they were, they both turned down the role. Uh, Roger Ebert, really, we didn't say this was directed by Andy Tennant, who I looked up, and I haven't seen any of his other movies. He's done like maybe ten other movies, uh-huh. mostly romantic comedies. 
He did that one, Reese Witherspoon, where she goes back home. <laughs> home. It's home, sweet home Alabama? Yeah, I think that one. I think, he, I think he did that one. Don't quote me on it. But Roger Ebert liked this movie. He gave it three out of four stars. It says, the movie is one of surprises, not least that the old tale still has life and passion in it. I went to the screen expecting some sort of soppy children's picture and found myself in a costume romance with some of the same energy and zest as the Mask of Zorro. He's comparing to the Mask of Zorro, which was like a year old when he saw this. Sure. Mask of Zorro's pretty good. It's not bad. And I was reminded again that Drew Barrymore can hold the screen with her speaking and involve us in her characters here as the little cinder girl she is able to at last put aside her bedraggled losers and flower as a fresh young beauty and she brings poignancy and fire to the role oh, he really liked her is is that where cinderella in the fairy tale got her name cinder yeah because she swept up all the cinder because she was ash. all like, covered in soot and yeah. shit yeah ash does yeah. she have a real name in 1950 Cinderella? I don't know. Like in the Walt Disney yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Cinderella. It's... Yeah. Is that why her name is that? Yes. I don't know. Don't look it up. <laughs> I don't... Because I love that that was, like... I mean, if, if that's a made-up origin in this movie, I love it. You know? No, that's not. But is that is that that's canon? That's a tale as old as time. So that, that's canon. The Cinder Girl is... Like, yeah. That whole origin is canon? The name? I believe so. Oh, okay. Oh. I'm trying to find that book on my shelf that had the Brothers Grimm book. That black one with the red... No, oh. it's like, well, it has a red spine. It might be in the captain's room. No, we have a captain's room. Are you shocked? I like Toby Jones. Toby... Toby Young? No, Toby Young is... As the uh, coachman? Toby Young is the uh, how to lose friends and alienate people. Um, Toby Jones. You know, he was the the spy within who would feed the stepmother yes. information. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's who I mixed the up The little with dwarf that. looking... That's who I mixed up as the coachman. The, the guy from Doctor Who? Yep, the... Dream Lord. Dream Master? Dream Master? Is that a Stephen King novel? Dream Lord. Dream Lord. Is that Dream a Freddy Krueger movie? The Dream Warriors. Okay. That's for a Nightmare on Elm Street part. Sure. Bye. Could be. Um, yeah, I, like, I like Toby Jones. Um, I I like I like Da Vinci. I didn't see how much this cost to make or how much. You talk about Da Vinci. Leonardo Da Vinci. He was played by. I don't remember who. Oh, it's on my note who he's played by. But I'm sure he's dead. Patrick Godfrey. Oh, yeah. he Is yeah. he? Is Janine Moreau, Jean Moreau, whatever, the narrator, is she alive? I don't know. That's kind of dark. Nope. She died two years ago, three years ago. 89. Oh, um, this movie cost $26 million. That's, Seems like a lot for... Oh, but, that seems like a little. Oh, I don't know. With a movie, for a movie with no special effects, but they were on location in France. That was a real like castle that they were filming. Mm-hmm. A lot of costumes. Oh wow, Leonardo da Vinci's still alive. Wow. I mean, Patrick Godfrey's still alive. Oh. Born in thirty three. Oh wow, good for him. How much do you think this movie made? In what year is it? Ninety eight. Ninety eight. I just. Three hundred million dollars. <laughs> wow! I have n- I have no idea what movies make. Look how pretty Jean. Oh, she died in two thousand seventeen. Yeah, July thirty first or something. Which is the day this movie came out, and also Harry Potter's birthday. This movie came out July thirty first, nineteen ninety eight. Okay. She didn't know she was gonna die on that day. But look how pretty she was. Yeah, like wiki. twenty years later. I know it's rude. Um, this movie made ninety eight million. What did I Almost, say? yeah, I don't need 300. 300. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. So if this movie came out summer 98, it was up against Armageddon, Mulan, Wild Wild West. I would guess. Oh, that was 99. I'm guessing. Probably I'm, not. I'm guessing Armageddon and Mulan beat this movie. I think they did. Pretty sure they did. I'm pretty sure Armageddon did for sure. I think Mulan did. 
I'm just saying it, you know. Good year, it's an though. odd movie to have in the summer. It is. Don't it seems think? like a spring movie. Yeah. Or even... Even a Christmas... Because the ball takes place on Halloween. Oh, does it? I forgot. It's a, I, it's a mask. It's a mask ball, which that yeah. he, they call it something in the movie, but I guess that it's actually like the like 29th of October or something like late October type of oh, okay. b- ball that people would have. Sure. So, I don't know, it could have been like an October movie. A nice fall movie, but... Does anyone have a French accent in this movie? Except no. other than... Mm. It does Auguste... Her dad, Gerard yeah. Depardieu. Jerome. Kay- he's Kay- not played by Gerard Depardieu, but he's a low they look Jerome. like twins. And yeah. Depardieu is French, so I'm going to say yes. Well, Jerome. Um, I don't remember if he only doesn't talk too much. But they all have uh, British accents. Drew has a Drew accent. <laughs> Scottish Dugray has a non-Scottish. Doesn't have a Scottish accent. He does in Mission Impossible too, though. I'm pretty sure. Are you thinking he's only Scottish because his last name is Scott? Don't say that. Now I gotta <laughs> find out. Okay, Dugray. Uh, no, he was born in Scotland. Okay, good. 1965. Oof. He's 54. He's 10 years older than me. He old. He old. He old. Well, he went to the Royal Welsh uh-huh. College of Music and Drama. And he's... Ah! He's ready to clear for Lonnie. God damn it. How dare they? We were just... We talk about her all the time when we're watching Mission Impossible because that's not her. And Meet Joe Black, which we don't own. But good for him. They have, well, I don't know. He has three kids, but could have been with his other wife. <laughs> um, How long have they been married? Because they were in you know he was supposed to Love's play, Kitchen together. You know he was supposed to be Wolverine uh-huh. originally. But Mission Impossible 2 took too long and he lost out to Hugh Jackman. He had to drop out. Well, that wouldn't have gone anywhere. I mean... No. Who, even, who even knows what Wolverine is? It died quickly. Um, oh, that sucks. <laughs> I know. Jeez. Yes. What else? Anything else? Like, I don't know. This is a lovely movie. Hour and a half. Um, it's not too, it's not very stressful. It's lovely costumes. The score is very nice. George Fenton can't find it anywhere streaming, but you can find it on YouTube if you want to listen to it. Um, it, I mean, it's, it's humorous without being like a comedy. Yeah, I mean, it's got some little funny moments. It's very, there's, it's very humorous, you know. light. It's very light. Even though some parts are like, God, she's poor, poor Danielle. But I mean, like <laughs> the the two old biddies, Louise uh-huh. and. I, I don't know their names. The two other ladies one is, that work. I know she's, one is Louise because she yells it. Okay. One's married to Duncan, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, Maurice. God damn, he's old. Louise and Paulette. I remember when he died in real life. And I was like, oh, that guy from all those movies I own. Walter Sparrow. Yes. <laughs> and he plays a sparrow in Secret Garden. He plays Ben in the Secret Garden. Yes. The caretaker or whatever. Old Ben. <laughs> I do like that. There is that one point where, because Danielle walks in on stepmother and Marguerite kind of like examining Danielle's mom's oh, dress. Oh, that scene! I and, love that scene. And so then they they spin it as if, you know, they're airing it out for her. I love the scene to, where she's wearing it. To get her included in the ball mm-hmm. and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then when the twist comes where like, you're not going to the ball. Yeah, Margar- I'm wearing it. Marguerite's going to wear the dress, and then they can't find it, and it turns out that the servants, Paulette and Louise, have taken the dress and the shoes and have hidden it. Because they're the mice. Yeah. Yeah. And then... They should have sang Sanford. <laughs> and then fun. when Leonardo da Vinci... I almost said DiCaprio. I know, every Leonardo time. Leonardo da Vinci... You did it again. <laughs> so when DiCaps comes... When da Vinci... Shows up to, you know... Da Vinci Yeah. I was Leonardo, like, wait a second. Leonardo Da Vinci 
Yeah, Da Vinci-o. So when he comes to rescue or to free Danielle from the pantry, basically. Uh-huh. Like, I think it's Paulette. She's like, Louise, get the dress. Oh. You know. So the scene where Marguerite is wearing the dress. And Drew chases after her. Oh, yeah, because she's taking... It's the your, shoes. Or your book or your mom's shoes. And she's threatening to throw Utopia in the fire unless Drew gives her the shoes. Uh-huh. Drew gives her the shoes. She still throws the book uh-huh. on the fire. Very Amy March of her. But the, but Drew chasing her down the stairs. <laughs> she's screaming. Marguerite is screaming. I think it's so fucking the funny. She's like, ah! she's like actually screaming. Her arms are feeling. And I think it's such a funny scene. I don't know why. Because Marguerite's great in it. <laughs> She sounds like she's actually being chased and she's like screaming for her life. Oh my God. There is that one little detail of Monica, Melanie Linsky. Monica Monica Lewinsky. Lewinsky. Oh shit. Melanie Linsky. And she's not even in focus. She's in the background, Mm -hmm. but she's jumping up and down. Mother, do something. (laughs) And it's so goddamn funny. That's funny. And the other funny thing she does, um, they find out that oh, because Danielle went Danielle out, walks right? in and they find out why who she was out with and blah blah. blah. And Marguerite, there's somebody's in trouble. Mm-hmm. So the stepmother's trying to get out of her. We know that you met the prince, blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Danielle isn't quite sure. And Jacqueline is doing the horsey <laughs> hands. She, oh, it's but she's trying to give her the clue, like they know because of this. So when she's this was a dumb thing that I read. When she's like, Somebody is in trouble. So that tune, Ring Around the Rosie, did not exist during this century. That's fine. Says the man who doesn't like the sound the shoe made on the brick. <laughs> it shouldn't make that sound, and that song didn't exist unless because, you invented it. Yeah, because I mean, I don't. know. It was just in the dumb IMDb trivia, and I'm like, really, really. Is that really? Is that definitively a ring around the rosies? I don't know. Tune? I wasn't around back in the day. No, I mean, but her. What she sing songing? Mm. Is it does it resemble Ring Around the Rosies or is it definitively Ring Around? The, like, will that hold up in court? No, I don't think it would. Isn't that like a Holocaust song or something about dead people? I don't think so. Ashes, ashes, we all hold up. It's a it has a dark backstory. I think it. I think, no, I think it's that's a Snopes thing. Okay. I believe you. I don't, I don't actually know. Oh. But. Uh, anything else you'd like to say about Ever After? It's good. The accents are terrible. Only Drew's. Yeah, but they're all supposed to be French. Okay. That aside, like no I one said. Is, no one in here is French. I think they all should have just used their normal accents. Dugray could have been Scottish. The French Scottish Prince. <laughs> and everyone else is American. Because <laughs> Angelica Houston's American. Mel- Megan Dodds was born in Sacramento. Went to Juilliard. Even though it's the IMDB called her British American. But like she was born in Sacramento and went to Juilliard. How does that make her British American? Maybe she lives over there now. Well, I mean, unless one of her parents was a oh, British national. Oh, her parents could have been, yeah. She's still born in Sacramento gross sacramento and did we mention uh her best friend gustav's played by stan shogpipe and that's not his real name but his name is lee lee ingleby ingleby right yeah he played stan shunpike in goblet of fire and uh, i think that's the only movie we see him in he's in all the other books yeah but and this was six years before prison of azkaban and he looks the same <laughs> I don't know if he lo- he definitely I mean, he, sounds the same. Oh, he definitely sounds the same. Like, but, what did you fall over for? I didn't do that, Papa's. Well, come on then. Move on. Uh, no, I would have liked 
to see more of the gypsies. I love the gypsies. You really do love those gypsies. God, I, I would like gypsies. to see more. No. Handsome god pieces. <laughs> anyway, should we find out what... God, I hope it's not a fucking fairy tale. We did all the all the math stuff. All the numbers. Yeah, which I actually had to go look up because I didn't put it in my notes. <sighs> Let's get the stupid AI. Um, it's going to be 221 again because we got a new movie this week. I got a movie for my birthday. My birthday was yesterday. I turned 41. I'm fucking old. Yeah. Um, but I got Rise of Skywalker for my birthday, so we could talk about it. You sort of got it for your birthday. Well, Sean bought it because we have to own all the Star, Mo- Star Wars I movies. I bought it because it's a Star Wars movie. Guess what movie we don't own, though? Solo. 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 Which I, every time I watch it, I like it more and more. It's a good movie. I don't know why. It's been easy because it's on fucking Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. So, okay. Hey, Google, pick a number between 1 and 221. Here's a random number, 193. Wow. 193. Strictly Ballroom, which I actually just watched a few weeks ago because I didn't know we owned it. <laughs> I mean, it was on you it was know streaming. Oh, oh, oh. Strictly Ballroom. Oh, my God. I haven't seen that. Oh, God. It's been a couple years, probably. This movie. I watched it, yeah, a few weeks ago. About a month ago. Because I saw it was on Netflix. I'm like, oh, fuck, I love this movie. So I watched it, and then I... Re- then I... Is this Baz's first? Movie? Yeah, his first of the Red Curtain trilogy. Okay. I, I always consider it to be his first. Like, it's his first but, major motion picture. But it's so fucking good. And I can't wait to talk about it. It's on Netflix, for those who haven't seen it. 1992. It's such a fucking gem. It's so funny. And just so good. I can't my, even... My God. memory of it is that it's... Another remi- handsome man to talk about. Okay. Paul McCrucio. My my memory of it is that it's reminiscent of like a Terry Gilliam movie, like like Best in Show kind of. Because... Like it's weird characters. Well, and it's done documentary style, which is so... Which in 92 was unheard of. Like the Office, like people talking to the camera, like they're being interviewed. That is that like, was very unheard of. And that is like Best in Show. Isn't Best in Show presented as a... Yeah, I haven't seen those movies. I, oh, yeah. I don't even think I've seen them at all. At all. But yeah, I mean, it's... But it's not in the same vein as a Robert Altman movie. God. Okay, so... <laughs> cool. I'm excited because this is just a gem. So, And it's not a Cinderella story or a Disney movie. <laughs> so... If you haven't seen it please watch it i highly recommend it and we'll talk about it next week is it streaming somewhere i just said it right that's how i watched it it was on netflix and i didn't realize that i owned it okay but i do i guess so cool yay uh, ever after is done Ooh, we just missed rise of skywalker that was right above strictly ballroom anyway <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh yeah our, our rate review subscribe listen to us on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts follow us on twitter at yeah Why you don't we keep that one? up i didn't I, I posted i don't know i don't follow recently. it <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> i don't go on there um thanks again to status audio for my oh god here we go cool monitor headphones um but yeah, check out Status Audio at statusaudio.com. But yeah, check out Status Audio. I've never heard of it. Thank I, you. I, I've used their other over-the-ear headphones, and they're really good, too. Um, good plug, dude. I, they didn't give me a copy. Um, yeah, okay. Okay, that's all. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Are you holding your breath? Are you